0: Hey, I'm having a lot of money on you, man. Well, uh, you, uh, you getting ready to be a
1: witness. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jeff Knows Money. Yeah. This is the Talking Cash Podcast. Yeah. And that voice you are hearing is my engineer-slash-producer-slash-co-host.
0: Mojo Hill.
1: You damn right. This week, you're going to die. And we're going to make sense of it. Death, you die! This is financial literacy that gets you financially lit. First things first, you can follow us on social media at Talking Cash <laughs> on Twitter or Talking Cash Podcast on Instagram. And you can follow me personally at Jeff Knows Money on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, wherever you're getting this podcast from, whether that's Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Store, subscribe to the show, leave us a review, rate us, leave us a 5-star review. If you leave us anything less than a 5-star review, then I hope you start to age like the Olsen twins with your young old ass. They 32 going on cremation. september is life insurance awareness month so i thought that would be a good way to end this month with an episode about a touchy subject dying but not just dying legacy what kind of legacy are you going to leave when you die how will you be remembered will your kids and grandkids have an oil painting on the wall of you because you set the whole family up or will they be fighting over that old ass rca console tv because that's all you left them? i know we've heard it all about life insurance and leaving a legacy blah 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 and the last thing you want to do is listen to me talk about it but if that were true I wouldn't be getting GoFundMe requests on Facebook for funeral arrangements. If that were true, you would have already buried your uncle that died in July. Instead, he's staging a sit-in at the damn funeral home. Because y'all don't have the money to bury him. So this week, we are going to make talking about life insurance really easy. You are going to learn some things that you didn't know. We're going to break down to you what kinds there are and what you should be looking at buying. Let's go, Mojo. On our first episode, we talked about the Black Wealth Gap. And if you did not hear that episode, I would highly recommend that you go check it out. But a synopsis of that episode is that the median net worth of a white household is a hundred and thirty two thousand versus a black household at nine thousand. And we talked about all the ways that the government and their racist policies have created that wealth gap. We went over everything that had been done to us and everything that we have to overcome, but even with the blame being placed squarely at the feet of others. There are some things that we can do better to close that gap. And one big way we can do that is through the use of life insurance. So we'll kick this off. Mojo, uh, give me your opinion here. Who do you think has
0: more life insurance? Black folks or white folks? I don't know. I, I I really feel like it might be black folks because, you know, the insurance man always up front in the front room at your mama and and your grandma and them house sitting on the plastic. So I would have to say us. That is correct. And see, that's a big myth
1: that we accept that usually white folks probably have more life insurance. And I would say on the face you would go with that simply because of the wealth that they have. But it's Actually, a myth. Black people own more life insurance than white people. The average is usually, for a demographic, about 60% of the people will own life insurance. We're actually at 62%. So here's the funny thing. If we own more life insurance, then the question is, why the hell don't we have more money?
0: That is a good question. i I really like to know why.
1: Yeah, because based on those net worth stats, we damn sure don't have the money that white folks have. Correct. So, the question is then, Mojo. I'm listening. What is it we're doing wrong with the life insurance? Now, that I don't know. I will tell you. This is going to sound stupid when I say it, but we own more but we have less. So if you look at the number of policies and the number of people who have policies, we will have more policies. But those policies will not pay out as much as what the white folks have. Remember on the Black Wealth Gap episode, we told you that our life insurance policies were mainly burial policies. Okay. So... We are not as good at leveraging the benefits of life insurance as other races. In the articles, and we're going to drop a link to those articles, but in the articles that I read, it showed that we mainly focus on whole life insurance. Very rarely use term insurance, and mainly we focus on burial insurance.
0: And that's the problem. Okay, so it's pretty much like um <clears throat> going to the store and buying a hundred loose newports as opposed to buying the carton if 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 my hood if my hood logic is kicking in properly that's what you're saying right yes, okay, okay' I'm yeah,
1: you're going you're more bang for the buck with the with the carton as opposed to the hundred looses i read i read that was up so let me break down the difference for you. I said we more more so focus on whole life versus term. Very simple way to figure out the differences in these two types of products. Term insurance is literally in the name. Whole life insurance is literally in the name. Term is for a specific period of time. Usually it's sold in 10-year, 20-year, and 30-year increments. At the end of those time periods, your policy will drop, and you have to go and – Get reinsured again. But term is incredibly cheap, whereas whole life is exactly that. They will issue you an amount of coverage and you will pay for that coverage your whole life. As long as you pay that premium, you will have coverage. The other big difference is whole life insurance does build a cash value and that's what makes a lot of us go after it is the fact that it builds a cash value. How much Pro- cash we talking about? Well, glad you asked that question. So, if we're buying a burial policy, so we're buying a policy that's a whole life policy, 10, 20, 30,000 is usually the most you're going to get. You can't have more cash value than you have death benefit. So if you have a $10,000 policy, you're not going to build much cash value. You just can't. If you do twenty dollars or $30,000, same thing. So the whole life policy you should be focusing on, if you're going to go that route, is should have a more substantial death benefit if you really want to build a cash value. Death! You finna die! Now, there is another type of insurance called universal life, and that is kind of a mix between term and whole life. I'm not going to muddy the waters. with trying to explain that one today. We're just going to keep it real simple. Two complete opposite ends of the spectrum, term and whole life. Now, here's my question for you, Mojo. I'm listening. Which would you rather have, term or whole life? Whatever kick out the most money. That, again, is the correct answer. You get two points. Ding, ding, ding. I always tell people this because every time I sit down with somebody to go over life insurance, I always get the same thing. They're either all the way on whole life or they're all the way on term. And again, term is absolute cheapest. Whole life is the absolute most expensive. I always tell people, I don't care which one you get. Get the right amount because if you have a family and you got a $300,000 mortgage and you got college to pay for, buying a $30,000 whole life policy doesn't help you at all. You just bought a new camera. Yep. Now, your family's still sitting there after you're dead. They can't pay the bills, but hey, good job. Good job, Dad. That was a nice casket. Stupid. Stupid. Put you out there in a real nice suit too, Mm-hmm. and now your wife and kids are relegated to hoboism.
0: Exactly with that handkerchief and silk tie set from Wheels for fifteen hundred dollars, with all the Duke grease in your head.
1: Mm hmm. Now your wife and children are living in the, living in the back of the car, hanging out behind the Quick Trip. <laughs> All the stray cats in the neighborhood are missing because y'all have to make blood sacrifices at the cardboard altar of Dirty Mike, the patron saint of hoboism. And I know you don't want that for your folks. Not at all. So I always advise people, easy math here, folks. At least have enough insurance to pay off your house note and at least cover a couple of years of your income.
0: Let somebody ball. Please. You dead. Don't be a deadbeat dead twice. <laughs> you only get one chance of that. Don't do it twice.
1: Yeah, you a deadbeat on the way in and on the way out. Sucker. So I'm going to tell you the easiest way to figure out how much life insurance you need. 500000 That's just a simple number. For most people, that's going to cover their house payments, some other debts, and still leave a little bit of money left over. Now, here is the difference in cost if we look at $500,000. I'm 37 years old. $500,000 of 30-year term insurance for my age is about $90 a month. $500,000 of whole life insurance at my age is $550 a month. Now, which one should you get?
0: i take 90 for 1,000 outlets. Well, I'll say this. It depends on which one you can afford. I can afford them 90. Everybody
1: can do that. But we rarely have people walking around with that amount of insurance.
0: Now, if I go down to the casino and I hit good, I can go ahead and pay it up, though.
1: I got a 14-team parlay right now that I'm I'm sitting on. That, that's my life insurance.
0: And them dice been hot for them on the corner, so I can make some shape. Yeah. Get there. Get off, Joe. So when we look at all of this,
1: for most people, again, if you're mid-30s, you're less than $100 a month to get $500,000 in coverage. But again, most people will sit there and argue with me over... Whole life versus term? When the answer is you might need to do both. Maybe you don't pay $500 a month to get a whole life policy. Maybe you just spend a couple hundred a month and get a whole life policy and then take that other 90 and get that 500,000. Or even better, go ahead and buy a million in term coverage and buy it from a company that will allow you to convert that policy into a permanent policy sometime down the road when your budget permits. That is what I would do. The reason you want to do that, only 2% of term policies actually pay out a death benefit. So they know that at 37, if I buy this policy, it's very is a very small likelihood that I won't be here in 30 years. But now, when I turn 67 at the end of that 30 year period, they're not going to reissue me a policy at 67, especially for another 30 years, because it's pretty much guaranteed that by 97, I'll be gone. Death! You finna die! So, again, you buy the 30 year policy, you get as much as you can get, because over the next 30 years, I'm in the process of raising a child and also paying down debts. That's when my family needs the coverage the most. And if I've done everything that I'm supposed to do, by the time I reach 60 or 65, I should have a pretty nice asset base to pass on to my family in addition to the
0: insurance policy. But you know, Jeff, you know what I'm saying, I'm a realist, you know what I'm saying, so my question is, Nobody left me anything, so why the hell should I leave them some? Well, at the
1: end of the day, the kids didn't ask to be here. You did that, and you got to take
0: care of them. They mama wanted it. You got to take care of her, too. Damn her.
1: You ain't she, you ain't she, you ain't you ain't you ain't she she ain't got nothing good to say, so she ain't going to say nothing. Hey, look, but then, at the end of the day, I got to provide for my kids whether I'm here or not. That's kind of the commitment I made. And again, we don't want you
0: to be a deadbeat dad twice. She better get that coin from a new old man. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm going to do what I can. Uh, I don't want her to get rich on me and go marry somebody else and get the ball in and go on to Cancun in Pensacola every other weekend on my money, I'll be down. And see, that's one of the
1: myths again. The number one reason that women will remarry after death is money, or lack thereof. Fellas, I'm about to give you some free game. You got to change your mindset. Let me paint a picture for you. You die. Your wife is devastated. But then she finds out that you left her $2 million. Do you know how hard you just made it for another dude to pull up on her?
0: She might have got low standards if she was messing with me, so I don't know what she'll reach down for.
1: She ain't got low standards anymore because now she got
0: $2 million. She got $2 million and still going to Nene Nam and getting her nails done. She still ain't worth a damn. I try, fellas.
1: So don't don't listen to Mojo. Just listen to me. If you set the bar that high, Not just anybody can pull up on your wife. She's not even going to be
0: looking for anybody. She's still going to be going to Sheikah and getting her braids done, too.
1: Now, that's probably true. But just can't know anybody-ass nigga pull up on her.
0: Unless he fresh out.
1: You could have been trash as hell during the whole relationship. She going to remember you totally different when she get that check. You going to be a sorry-ass, nothing-ass dude until she gets that check, and that's going to change the whole story. Especially when she find out that your girlfriend didn't get any money.
0: Damn. And I loved it, huh? Yep. These
1: are real life stories, y'all. We are not making this up.
0: I should have had her my beneficiary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, what what's your next excuse, Mojo?
0: Uh, am I gonna get charred too much? Cause I be smoking them cool blue. I can't afford that. So here's the reality of it.
1: If you smoke, they are going to charge you double. So that $90 I just told you that I would pay at $37 for $500,000, that turns into like $200. Ooh. But if you stop smoking and give it some time before you go and do your health exam for the insurance because you do have to qualify, then you probably won't be rated. They probably won't pick up the tobacco because it's usually just a simple mouth swab, giving y'all free game here.
0: Now, now what about my other health issue? Like my um my I need a back me, and um I got the old trick knee. You think they're gonna h- affect or hinder how much I pay? Now the the trick knee or the back me Okay.
1: Or that lazy eye is not gonna not gonna bother none of that. Cool. cool. But now that... The high blood pressure, if you're not taking medicine and it's not controlled, the uh, cholesterol. Oh, I
0: ain't got to worry about no high blood pressure. I smoke pressure, so that keep everything calmed down. Cause well, What about the sugars? Uh, well, listen, I ain't no sweet nigga, so I don't even play around <laughs> like that. You feel me? I'm straight water over here, cuz water and <laughs> bill. We got to worry about no sugar. So for everybody else who has these health issues. that yes,
1: they are going to rate you. And what I mean by rate you, they will charge you more because, and you have to understand how insurance company looks at this, with those ailments, you are a higher
0: risk. With your voluptuous, sweet tooth-having ass.
1: Yeah, dickums. Go on ahead and pay that extra money.
0: Built like a capital Q.
1: <laughs> That's when you look at them from the front. <laughs> the side profile is built like a capital D. <laughs> For damn.
0: Damn.
1: (laughs) But here's the thing, people. If you have health issues, that's even more of a reason to get it because they are literally telling you your life is going to be cut short. So my recommendation is if your family has a need, get the coverage, then get your ass to a gym, start eating properly, get off the medications, drop the weight, and then you can go back, reapply, and get the lower rate. But that's not an excuse for you to relegate your kids to hoboism.
0: No. Nah. Or either you can do like me, and you can get them 1,000 push-ups and 1,000 sit-ups in a day, you know what I'm saying, and, I'm, um, and about 777 prayers and burpees in, you know what I'm saying. That's how we rocking over here. So whatever it takes, dog, get that work in. Yeah, get that get that inmate fitness. Exactly. You see, you, and they ain't dying off. mm You can't kill a
1: jail, nigga. <laughs>
0: Cut up for the last forty years, <laughs> ain't got a tooth though. His kryptonite is a shank. Exactly. <laughs> Call that jailhouse iron or a shiv. All right. So, so what's what's the next reason you ain't got to do it? I have my insurance. When I do work, I go work for some nice job and I get my insurance through my job. So why should I get some more insurance? I'm already paying them enough. That ain't your insurance. Ew.
1: Yeah, see, that's part of a group plan. And once you leave the group, then you don't have the coverage anymore. Or you leave the group and instead of getting the group rate, they tell you if you're going to keep that insurance, you have to pay a hell of a lot more. My advice is always get as much of that insurance as you can on the job cuz that's just icing on the cake. But you still need to have that 500,000 to a million Outside of your job, just in case you leave the job.
0: Cool, 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 cool. For all y'all that don't know, that's a thousand thousands.
1: For the people who don't math
0: well. I, <clears throat> so, check that now. I? I, I'm pretty straight on my 401 keys, you know what I'm saying? I got money. Uh, I got money in my retirement, so I know I'm good, right? Yeah, see, I get that
1: one a lot. I don't have to leave anything because they're going to get my retirement account. But here's the trick to that, folks. The retirement account has not been taxed yet, but life insurance benefits pay out tax free. So if you get a million dollars, something happens to you. Your family gets a check for one million dollars. If you have one million dollars in your retirement plan at work, your family gets one million dollars. Minus taxes. So if they want to cash out, then they're gonna pay the taxes on that one million, which would be four hundred thousand. So it's gonna be forty percent. Then they still have to pay their state taxes. In Alabama, that would be another five percent, so that's another fifty. So they've paid four hundred and fifty thousand in taxes, and that's on a million dollars. Y'all ain't got a million damn dollars in your 401k. <laughs> Y'all probably got more like 30. So after taxes and everything, your folks are going to walk away with probably like 10. And you know where that takes you, don't you?
0: Hoboism.
1: We are trying to save y'all. We don't want y'all having to answer the dirty Mike and the boys in the parking lot of that abandoned Kmart.
0: Trying to figure out why they ain't got their top ramen this month.
1: Exactly. They on the outside, but eating food like they on the inside. (laughs) Yep. You got to sleep one eye open at night because it's a sh- pack of stray dogs trying to get that bag of killing bitch you stole from Pet Mart. <laughs> That's hoboism for you. So I'm going to go. We gave you some simple objections that I always hear. And now I'm going to just give you some advice. These are some of the the don'ts, the things that I want to tell you to avoid when it comes to life insurance and legacy building. The big one that I see, y'all, do not buy your life insurance through a funeral home. When you do die, the check will go to the funeral home. They will make arrangements and then they will cut a check for the remainder to your family. And here's how that's going to work if you got $10,000 in coverage through them, the funeral is going to cost 7 If you got 20000 the funeral's going to cost fifteen. dollars If you got $30,000, the funeral's going to cost like 24 They're going to make sure they get their check and get their money off the top. And at the same time, when you go to make arrangements, they may ask you if you had life insurance, and they will tell you you can just have the life insurance company send them the check. That ain't none of their damn business. That's your money. That's the money your loved one left you. It ain't got nothing to do with them. Whatever you're spending on that funeral, That $10,000 or what have you, or if you do like I tell my wife, don't spend anything and just, you know, put me in the back of the El Camino, take me to the country and dump me off somewhere and keep all the money, that's up to you. But you don't owe them folks anything and they don't need to know what kind of life insurance you got. The other one, prepaying burial expenses and final arrangement expenses is not life insurance. Black people, please stop that. Okay, great. You did the responsible thing, right? You went and paid for the burial plot and picked out your headstone and got that damn powder blue casket with the white velvet on the inside and you already know what cars your family is going to ride in. That's great. And they're going to have a hell of a funeral and then go home and won't have any lights on because that does not leave your family cash. And the other thing that I would really really tell us that we need to change our attitude about is a lot of us will buy insurance once we get married and once we have children, but otherwise we don't think we need life insurance. And I'm here to tell you, as someone who works in finance in the black community, we ain't so far ahead of the game that we can just sit here and turn this down. When I was 25, I had a guy approach me about getting 250000 of life insurance, and it was going to run me like $18 a month. And I didn't, I turned it down. I said I didn't need it. Now, my attitude now is totally different from that because now I realize that while I didn't have anybody depending on me, as far as immediate family, as far as a wife or a child, hell, my brother's life probably would have been better off if I left him that, if something would have happened to me. My parents' life would have been different. And my parents have done well, but still. I don't know anybody who's done so well that an extra quarter million wouldn't help them out. Hell, my mom and dad ain't damn Bill Gates. Black Bill Gates, but not the the proper <laughs> white Bill Gates. <laughs> William Gates. William Gates. <laughs> so I tell people that. they're Kevin Gates Uncle, ain't it? I believe so. Okay,
0: cool. On his mama's side. I, I heard him on the mixtape. He shot him out.
1: I think Kevin Gates is his assistant step-grandbrother. Gotcha. (laughs) So I tell people this, like, okay, yeah, I didn't have a kid or wife to leave anything to, but I had a fraternity I could have left money to. I had a church I could have left money to. I had a school that I could have left money to. One other thing that I will say, buy your kids a real life insurance policy. So you see, you'll see the Gerber commercials where they're telling you you can get $20,000 a whole life and, you know, don't do that. Go buy your kids because the kids are young. Go buy your kids a $100,000 life insurance policy that builds cash value and fund it properly. It means put the right amount of money in it. And that way, when your kids are 30 or 40 years old, They actually have an asset. They can have $50,000 in a policy or $100,000 of cash value in a policy. And the other thing I would tell you when it comes to your children's life insurance, don't you dare take your ass out there and buy them life insurance and you don't have any of your own. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen and I see it a lot where grandma and granddad will go out and buy all the kids' life insurance policies and then when Grandma and Granddad die, there's not any money to even pay the damn
0: policies that they quote-unquote left to the kids. Sound like somebody plotting on somebody.
1: Well, look, I would say reverse that. Y'all go buy the policy on Grandma and Granddad. It doesn't do me any good that you bought me a $50,000 policy and you are paying the premium and now you aren't here anymore. I'm going to let the policy go anyway. We're better off if all of us tag team and go get a $100,000 policy on Grandma and Granddad. At least that way we know they left something. And then we can get the oil painting on the wall for them. So like I said, we're not so far ahead of the game here that we can't think of other family members or charities or anything that can help our community to leave money to. We have to start thinking about this differently and leveraging it like the other races do. You got to learn
0: how to put your own on, man. Hell, help me out. Ain't nobody kicking up and goddamn leave me in that beneficiary. Y'all folk need to start kicking up when y'all leave here. Leave me some. And look, I tell people this too. You don't have
1: to, it doesn't have to be a million dollar policy. It doesn't have to be a two million dollar policy. Your life is different if somebody drops 75000 on you. Leave me that old ass Tahoe or something. Please. With an oil change, sir. And at least two decent tires on it. Thank you. But like I said, we actually own more life insurance than white people. But we do not leverage life insurance like we should. And that is why we are doing this episode to try and get you guys to change your mindset when it comes to life insurance. It truly is a legacy. We got to stop being selfish And thinking about only ourselves or what somebody did or didn't do for us because now we know better. We need to start really looking out for the generation behind us so that we can close that wealth gap. And we got to make sure that they don't have to deal with the same bullshit that we deal with and that they can take care of opportunities that come along in the investment world can't do it if somebody doesn't make the sacrifice and just decide this stops right now and I'm gonna be the one who makes a change my idea is is when I die put me in the casket stick my right hand out I'm leaving so much money I want y'all niggas giving me dap on the way out of church
0: boy that nigga did that boy paid off them goddamn student loans from 96 from Bama State (laughs)
1: Again, put your own on. Ain't nobody coming to help us. We got to do it ourselves. And if you need any help with making life insurance purchases or decisions, we can help you. We can help. Reach out to the show. Our email is info at And also join us next week. Where Mojo will go over the art of making a ten of diamonds walk.
0: How you let his ass get in with that man, I will hold in the ace. We out.